here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. My name is Dosta. Pleased to be with you again. Today I'd like to talk about lone wolf tactics. This is an idea that I've been playing with at various points in my life. And it's an idea that contends with this thing of loneliness, of being alone, being isolated, being without a community, without a circle of friends or people or not really feeling supported, not feeling like you fit in. And more or less we have in the West a basic lifestyle of a job, a place to live, a hobby or two, activities, and there's really a big division between the people who have a community where they can call themselves a deep part of the community and they can say that this is really my home, this is really my family, and those without, those people who still participate in community activities and they still have hobbies and they still are somehow involved in community in some way or another, but they wouldn't be able to say that deep down this community is my family. I doubt very much, or it's quite rare, Let's, let me say it this way, it's, it's rare to say that my work colleagues are my family. They are like a family if you have a good work environment, and it's not that you don't feel you don't you don't feel animosity towards them it's not a it's not entirely a negative situation to be in but to really say wow this is my family this is my home this is my community that's a different thing to saying these are my work colleagues or this is the community that i'm in at the moment just because of how life turned out And there's also another big division in our culture which directs quite dramatically. It's got a quite a dramatic contrast for the personal experience of life. And that is the difference between someone who is in a relationship and someone who's not. So the lone wolf tactics are for people who don't have a girlfriend or boyfriend or an intimate partner that they see on a regular basis. When you're in a relationship and it's a a stable relationship and it's been on for some time, you're, you're in contact with that person. That person is a part of your life. They're a core part of your life. And that really doesn't leave much 
space for lone wolf tactics. Now, loneliness is not entirely... It's, it's, there's no direct correlation between having an intimate partner and loneliness. It's perfectly possible to have that special someone and yet still feel alone, still feel isolated. And that gets at the core issue, which is how close do you feel to another person? How close do you feel to the people in your community? And you can also ask how close do you feel to your intimate partner? Or any, any variety. It, it, it's, a, it's a broad question. You can ask it about anyone that you're in contact with. We can even say it's about your family. How close do you feel to your family? And lone wolf tactics is a way of, this is our way of saying, of recognizing and respecting this answer to the question, how close do you feel to the people in your life, that I don't feel very close to them. I don't feel like they understand me. I don't feel like... They really know what's going on. And that's a big thing. That's a big apple to chew on, which is how do you contend with the difference between what you are and what people know of you and how people share with you and what you share with others. And if you're doing meditation, self-inquiry, you're reading books, you have an interest in, let me say for want of a better term, self-improvement or transcendence or any of any of these general terms of improving your personal experience of reality then the more you do those things, the bigger that gap gets. The wider the difference is between the people in your life and you. And that is, of course, until things go full circle, because at a certain point, in a certain way, you actually learn, it becomes part of your development. You learn how to share better and you learn how to share in deeper ways with less words and you have the courage to share with others and you have the strength to share with others. And then your relationships do become deeper and you do become more close to people. So lone wolf tactics is for people who are at the stage where they are working on their life and they realize their job is not for them, their community is not for them, their family doesn't really understand, and there's new things opening up which only you can understand. And it's lonely, it's difficult, it's 
It's isolating. And if we just take this as a sort of like a mantra or a, a motto of life. Now, each motto, if we, well, for want of a better word, we can call it a motto or a saying. Each saying has a half-life to it. So you can try this out knowing that it will only work for a certain amount of time in a certain way. And what you do is you simply say, I am the lone wolf. And you say that to yourself and notice what comes to mind. Notice how it feels to say that. And of course, saying it now as you listen to me is a bit diluted because I'm telling you how I'm telling you to say it. So already there's some dilution there. It would be much better if you could find this on your own, if you'd figured this out and thought about it by yourself. But anyway, we're here. So just keep don't don't let that deter you. Don't let me put you off the idea. Let me try and introduce the idea to you. So remain open to this idea. All I'm trying to say is there's a there's a funny thing when I when I give an idea that somehow dilutes the idea, but the only way to get the idea across is for me to give it. So try this for yourself. Say, I am the lone wolf. And you can say it out loud or say it to yourself in your, in your head. And we can say it a few times. Let, let's say it together. I am the lone wolf. And when you say that, say it at different times throughout the day to yourself and now it's very important you don't say this to anyone out loud this is your personal inner world tactic but say it at different points say it when there are different things happening throughout your day certain feelings happening certain thought patterns happening so this is a thread that we're going to skewer through your week Throughout the week, you say, I am the lone wolf. Let's brainstorm some ideas of when it might be effective to say this or when you can create an effect to say this. So when you're in your job and you're feeling frustrated and you think you're better than your job, you think the job's not good enough for you, or just for whatever reason, you're not feeling good about work. You say to yourself, I am the lone wolf. And that's not, in, in my experience, that's not a motivation. It's not a motivation for working harder at your job, at my job or any job. It's more of a thing to say, this is what I'm doing for now, but it's not defining who I am. And in fact, it could be. And in another way, it could be better to use that when you're not at work and you say, I'm working on my own things. 
A wolf is different to a dog in that a wolf is a hunter and a dog is a scavenger. A wolf goes out and is proactive. A wolf has a certain masculine aggressiveness to it. And a wolf really goes for what it wants and it's independent It's able to be alone. It's able to survive on its own. So, working in a job that's not for you and then telling yourself you're the lone wolf is really a way of digging yourself out and saying there's a better way. There's something else I can do. There's something else I can work on. And then other times it might be something to say in your mind to yourself as if you were saying it to other people. Now, a lone wolf is not always recognized by other animals in the animal kingdom. In fact, most of the time the lone wolf is ignored and the lone wolf is traveling. The the lone wolf only ever passes through. The lone wolf doesn't stop to explain itself to others. And really, an animal can only see its own kind, and a person can only see their own kind. So for you to be holding ideas and thoughts and feelings and to know that you can't share them with someone else, well, that's your way of being the lone wolf. That's your way of recognizing the difference between what you can share with someone and not, and then using that shortcoming as something to prop you up, using it as something to keep you independent. Wolves are pack animals, and... They're very much family. Well, a pack and a family are similar. So they're very much a community kind of animal. So the lone wolf knows that it's out of its normal way of being. There's usually a reason for it being a lone wolf. There's a reason that it's decided to go off on its own. And it's perfectly possible for a wolf to get involved in another community, in another group of animals, knowing that it's not, that's not my kind. This is not my family. But for now, I have to be involved in them. And there's a great strength in telling yourself that now is not the time to be in connection with other people. Now is not the time for me to be talking about my inner world with depth and with meaning and with detail. And this is a phase. This is, uh, this is something that you consciously decide to do and to go into 
Because with any tactic, well, there's a difference between a strategy and a tactic. A tactic is something that is adaptable and it's dynamic and it changes according to the happenings in the battlefield. It happens according to the ups and downs of the the terrain and the, the weather. Whereas a strategy is more like a plan. It's more of a sequence. So your strategy is a deep core. It's a deep principle. Your strategy is what am I working towards long term? Your strategy is where do I see myself in the long term? Whereas with a tactic, you're changing every day and it only comes up as needed. It only comes up every now and then. So it's little bits here and there. So lone wolf tactics doesn't really fit so much with lone wolf strategies. Like a, a wolf is not a, a calculating thing. A wolf is a, well, the other, another thing that comes to mind is the animal instinct. So this archetypal idea of saying, oh, I am the lone wolf, like this archetypal psychology of adopting the characteristics of a wolf, there's something to be said about the, the, the animal instinct, the primal feelings. Primal feelings are really what we're dealing with here when we're talking about loneliness and not having a community or feeling like you don't have that intimate partner which you wish maybe you should have or that job or that family that you wish you would have. So an animal instinct is something that comes up anyway. And in this case, we're talking about labeling it with a animal, which is the wolf. So the loneliness of not having a girlfriend or not having an intimate partner is a trigger. And that trigger, that moment when that comes up, you can recognize it. And that's when you say to yourself, I am the lone wolf. You say to yourself, what would a wolf do in this situation? Now, all animals have that urge. They all have that desire to be with someone. And this is a different way of dealing with that feeling. This is a different way of recognizing it as it happens. And one thing you notice is that wolves go with wolves. A wolf man has a wolf girlfriend. And that means that you need to recognize when it's right for you to be with someone. And when it's right for you to pursue someone. When it's right for something to happen between you and someone else. And really, that's a deeper issue because there are certain things that need to open up in you. So this, this openness and closedness is really part of the aloneness and the community interaction, the community. Yeah, being, being open and being closed is a good way of illustrating 
what it means to be alone or to be in a community. So when you're closed, you want to be you want to be closed as a strategy. You want to be closed as a way of accepting the situation that you've got in a way that makes the most of it, also knowing that it's not going to be forever. So to be closed to certain things means that you can enrich certain things. And being closed to finding a community or a family that suits you means that you can go to yourself. And there's so much richness, there's so much joy, and there's so much fulfillment that can come from that. When you really consciously take the decision to say, I am going into myself, I am going to build my independence, then that can lead to great things. That can lead to really quite amazing discoveries. And if you want to get somewhere fast in your inner world, then go alone. And that's really what the lone wolf is. He's, he's going out alone. The lone wolf can move fast. He doesn't have to worry about the cubs. He doesn't have to worry about the old. There's all sorts of things he doesn't have to worry about. He only feeds and clothes himself. And he goes for what he, he wants in his way. And for, for me, for what that means for us and what it might mean for you, what it means for me, is it means less socializing. It means it, there's a good chance if, you've, if you're listening to this, you've passed this stage. But the, the stage of life where you're over going out and having drinks and partying and just socializing and talking, talking smack that in that point that moment there's a there's a key there's a how to what word do i put to it there's a key insight well it's an insight but it's a it's more like a realization and it's the realization that you can find out for yourself what you want even though this culture has been telling you and your friends have been telling you, oh, this would be great, or oh, this would be that, this is fun, this is fun, this is what we want to do. And, and it's not to say it's not fun, like I'm all for partying and I'm all for socializing. But there's a certain point where you say, I know I'm over it, I need to go to myself. Now, how deep that goes can be really deep. So you can literally just not have any friends. And it's particularly in this society, in this day and age, where a lot of us are connected through social media, through Facebook and Instagram and these big companies, it can give you the sense that you're socializing when really you're not. You're not socializing as much as you are. So when I say when I say socializing or interacting with a human, I mean you are breathing the same air and your eyeballs are on their eyeballs. You can see them. You're in the same room physically. That's what I count as socializing. And you're talking to them. Words landing on ears and vice versa directly. So that's socializing. And this whole thing of the effect of social media in our culture 
is going to become more and more of a hot topic or big issue. I mean, there's already so many people talking about it. And the insight comes from the point in your life where you say, you know what, I don't want to socialize. I don't want to be doing these things with my friends. I've had enough of being with my friends. I want to go and find things for myself. And there's so many ways you can find things on your own. You can do your creative projects. You can read books. Reading books is a big one. Reading is massive. You can read for hours. You can discover entire worlds through reading books. You can listen to talks. You can listen to people talk on the internet. That's very different to socializing on the internet. The quality of the internet that you consume says a lot about how sincere you are with going into yourself. And the lone wolf doesn't doesn't mess around with social media. They don't piddle around with these likes and comments and posting photos. That's a false, that's a facade, that's a front, that's a distraction. That's not going into yourself, that's distracting yourself. That's pissing away your time. That's wasting your time. That's ruining your attention span. I can feel I can get quite, uh, not angry, but I can get quite passionate about how much smartphones can ruin your attention span and ruin your sight and ruin your mind and your way of thinking. So the lone wolf doesn't do any of that. The lone wolf is a wolf. A wolf knows what it wants. It doesn't mess around. A wolf has a strong aggression. A strong conviction. And there's even a strong conviction in saying it it takes a strong conviction to make that jump of saying, you know what, I'm not going to waste my time on Instagram. I'm going to read a book. How often have you said that to yourself? How hard have you had to try to do that? And that's an indication of, well, let's say that that's an indication of how much in yourself you are, how much you are willing to go into your inner world and to be alone. It's that difference of can you read a book or can you meditate? Meditation is another big one, as big as reading, if not bigger. If you meditate long enough, if you're experienced enough, then there's a a key point where meditation becomes more rewarding than your social media. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's quite easy. For me, from where I'm at, it's quite easy for me to see that. So there's this thing of hindsight, what do you call it? Hindsight, uh, it's not favoritism. It's like with the, with the knowledge of insight, with the knowledge of hindsight, with the, that's the term, with the benefit of hindsight, it's easier for me to say, 
that it's so much better to meditate than it is to waste time on the smartphone. But with someone who's only just starting to meditate, someone who's only just getting into it, and they've only had a few small experiences of it, that's a that's a big that's a big hurdle to come across. That's a big point in your meditation to say, really, I don't like using the smartphone or the computer so much. So the lone wolf recognizes, hey, I don't want to be using this smartphone. And that use that as a trigger. Next time you're using your smartphone, next time you're bouncing away, p- pointing away on the light box, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Say to yourself, would a lone wolf do this? No, I'm a lone wolf. Or it's sort of like I'm a Zen master. And, and I mean, lone wolf is just one example. I mean, you can say, you can go around saying, I am the Zen master. I am the Zen master. That's, that's sort of what's happening with this archetypal psychology or this uh, characteristic psychology through behaviorism. You say, I am the Zen master. You say that I am the Zen master. I am the Zen master. Of course, it, the trick, the problem with it is that at some points you you get this shock where you you do something terribly, uh, terribly unenlightened and very not insightful and not very smart at all, very unintelligent, and then you're walking around saying, I am the Zen master. And it's like, well, you just wasted two hours on YouTube, so obviously you're not. So the words can give you a kick, they give you a little bump. But really, that's only part of it. The other part of it is that they're creating a contrast between what you think you are or what you want to be and what you really are. And that that duality, that division, that pushing towards something is, is the whole game of really going into yourself. It's the whole game of making yourself into something where you are comfortable to be alone. You are comfortable just to read a book. You are comfortable to meditate. And you recognize that you are lonely. You do wish you had a family, a community, friends, or an intimate partner. And you recognize that now's not the time to be worrying too much about that. Because there's a joy from being alone. There's a joy from not having those things. Each lifestyle situation, or each lifestyle in and of itself, excludes other lifestyles. So to set up your life, we're always contending with how can I set up my life as best as possible and how do I work with what I've got? How do I deal with what I've got? So we're all trying to get what we want and loneliness is, the, uh, well, a mature way to talk about it is to recognize it and to say, 
what are the pros and the cons? Because there is so much joy from being alone. There's so much you don't have to worry about. It's the simple life that really can open you up to more meaningful things. And if you think like how much freedom there is from just sitting in a bedroom by yourself, there's so many things you can do. There's so many things that can open you up. There's so many worlds to explore. You can explore your mind. You can explore your emotions. You can explore your memories. That reminds me of writing a journal. Writing a journal can be an extremely fulfilling thing. And if you've never done this, I highly recommend it. Just sit down and write and write whatever. There's a lot of different things that you can do. You can do free flow writing. Just write anything that comes to mind. And you can, remind, you can write a more regular sort of journal, which is what you're doing through your day, what you feel, what you think, what's happening, what's on your mind. And then you can go a bit deeper and you can say, I'm going to write my autobiography. I'm going to write my life story. And if you really commit to that, you'll be in for a big surprise. Because you might think that your life is just a regular, normal, average life, and there's not much to it. Why would anyone want to read or write an autobiography of it? But if you really sit down and do it, and you really say, I'm going to write down everything I can remember, starting way back in childhood, and you'll see that there's a lot of meaning, there's a lot of juice that comes from that. There's so much fulfillment that can come from it. And so with all these things, we're sitting in a room, and it's It's such a tragedy that we decide to point our eyes at a miniature screen and ruin our attention span. It is such a tragedy of all the things that we could do. And, well... I guess it comes back to what your intention is and how strong you are with the conviction of your values. So ask yourself, do you really find it meaningful to play on social media? And I think most people would be able to recognize if they answer that sincerely that no, it's not something meaningful. And there are moments of meaningfulness but generally speaking, generally speaking, broadly speaking, no. We don't want to be spending our life on Facebook. Now, if we say social media as opposed to the internet, now the internet has deep speakers. The internet is full of insightful people, insightful human beings. You can learn so much from the internet. The greatest most clearly cut, most advanced, the just mind-blowing, beautiful, incredible people can be found on the internet. But really, to find them and to find the meaning in them, you have to search for them with your own, your own sincerity, your own thirst for depth, 
your own thirst for something that's really juicy. And learning how to recognize that is difficult. I mean, right now you're listening to something on the internet. I'm speaking on the internet. But that's a, that's a big difference between you and me. Because I'm creating. I'm participating in a totally different way. And you're listening. And if it's something that's touching you, and it's something that's meaningful to you, then it's worthwhile. And I can even predict at some point that if you really go deeply into the internet and you really listen hard to a lot of speakers, as I have done, then at some point you'll move through that phase. At some point you'll be saying, you know what, I can't listen to anyone anymore. I have to turn off completely. I have to turn in to myself There'll be a point, well, what's happening now is I'm talking and the words that are coming out of my mouth are having some kind of imprint on your mind. And if I'm speaking deeply at some points, we can say on your being or on your emotions. I'm not being particularly emotional now, but basically I'm I'm a guest in your mind and you are enjoying having these words happen. And whatever I say, whatever I talk about, gives you something. You get something from it. And there's a fulfillment there. There's a meaningfulness there. Now, what I'm predicting is that you, well, not predicting, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to illustrate is that you can create the ability to recognize when something is meaningful to you and when something's not meaningful to you, like this, like a compass, you can go into the internet finding more and more meaningful things and deeper and deeper things and more ideas, better speakers, better uh, insightful gurus or self-help speakers, whatever you, whatever you want to call them, or philosophers or lecturers. The, the deeper you go... The, the, you can get more of an idea of what it means to be meaningful to you. Or you get more of an idea of what's good for you, what's giving you the juice. You get better at recognizing what's good and what's not. And at a certain point, it goes full circle because you really get deep and you find something so amazing and you say, this is such a beautiful person. I can't believe how much they're sharing. I can't believe how much has opened up for me with this person. This person has shown me so many ideas. And you might even say that this person has changed your life. And in a lot of ways, that person has changed your life. That person can show you magnificent things. They can break you out of old belief systems. They can show you new psychology systems. They can show you new ideas. They can break you out of old thought patterns. They can do all sorts of amazing things which open up your being and your mind and your perspective on life. And for a time, you'll feel very grateful towards that person. You'll feel very glad that you've been able to stumble across them. But you need to know that it's actually you 
that saw the meaning in it. It was your ability to recognize when someone was speaking about something important. It was your ability to follow your conviction for something deep, your conviction for a higher value or a deeper value. It was you that had the intelligence to listen. It was you that had the intelligence to be open-minded, to be open-hearted. And it was you that took the time to listen. You by yourself. And, well, we have to move along in our plot. And what I was trying to get to before was that even after this, you recognize that it's just a phase. And there's a certain point where your thoughts will feel better than listening. It will be better for you to listen to your thoughts than it will be to listen to someone on the internet. Or anyone else for that matter. Now that's a, that's a tricky one because... I'm feeling like there's a there's a black hole I'm about to fall into because listening to your own thoughts and listening to someone speak in a social situation where you're actually in the same room, that let's leave that aside. Okay, so let's leave let's leave socializing and talking to someone in person out of it. So we keep that aside. I'm not including that. But listening to talks on the internet or listening to a lecture or a speech, that is not as good as listening to your own thoughts. And that is a key point. That's a, that's a milestone in your inner world development, your experience of reality. And it's then that you start to really meditate a lot. You feel you need to meditate a lot. You need to be alone. You need to be in quiet. And you stop talking yourself. Have you reached that point yet? Have you had that urge to just say, look, I want to stop talking. I don't feel like saying anything. And I want to go deeply into that. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to go out of my way to meet anyone. In fact, I'm going to avoid people. And it might be that someone comes up to you and talks to you. And even then, you don't know how to respond. You don't know what to say. It's quite simply a matter of not wanting to talk. Wanting quiet. Because that inner world has so much meaning. Listening to those thoughts. Exploring the feelings. Finding those things that are beyond words. There are so many things to be discovered by closing your eyes, sitting on a chair in a silent room and turning in. The lone wolf knows that he is turning in for himself.
the lone wolf takes the adventure into his mind, his being, his memories. The lone wolf can sit silently, undisturbed, for hours. The lone wolf doesn't bother with concerning himself with petty questions. The lone wolf doesn't have anyone to answer to. So we began this conversation by talking about the lone wolf and what it means to be alone. And lone wolf tactics, you must understand, is only a phase. It's only a temporary thing to go into. And I've talked about some of the things that can open up when you go into the lone wolf tactics, and being alone. But there's a bigger step, which is when to say, I'm not a wolf. Because you're not. You're really not a lone wolf. You're a human being. Human beings are far more complex and have many more worlds than wolves. And to be alone, it's not right for you. And that's really hard to hear. That's really difficult to swallow when you are alone. And I hope it brings some solace to know that there is a way for you to find a community and a family and a workplace where you feel at home. There is a way for the wolf to join the pack again. There is a way to be yourself, to really be yourself, and to be accepted by many people. And maybe more deeply, you can say, there is someone for you, for an intimate partner. There is someone who understands you, who can listen to you, who can really open up to your being. But that shift to find those things, to go into a community, to find an intimate partner, it's going to take a 180 degree turn of not being in yourself, but to be in someone else. So to be a part of a community, you need to participate in the community. You need to do what the community does. You need to act like they act, feel like they feel, open to their joys and their pains. And act really is the wrong word. That sort of gives the impression that it's more like it's not the real you. 
But there's only one way to really find out who you are, and that is to experiment through acting. So opening to a community is a way of acting out or trying out who you could be. And then opening to an intimate partner is more, well, I feel in this conversation we've only... We, we get to the circumference of that issue of the intimate partner, of how to, how to find that special someone, how to find your soulmate. And the lone wolf tactics doesn't really deal with that. That's, it's, too much of a, it's too much of a big subject for us to deal with in just a few, few hours or <laughs> a few days or weeks or months. <laughs> Maybe it's too much for anyone. <laughs> But the the point of this conversation is to at least recognize that as an issue and to have your aloneness uh, uh, your loneliness as a a thing that you're respecting and a thing that you're aware of and you're contending with in a clear way. Aloneness can be a door to inner world treasures. Aloneness can be the key to developing your independence. Aloneness can be the thing that opens up new worlds to you. Being quiet and isolated makes space for things that are new. It makes space for things that are meaningful. And that reminds me of this little thing that I carry with me sometimes, which is to do with meaning. And if you want a quick bulletproof trick for creating meaning, here it is. Remove the meaningless. Simply cut it out. And if you've never done this, try it. Go round and look at everything in your life and say, is it meaningful? Or is it not? And be ruthless. Is your smartphone meaningful? Is your job meaningful? Is this relationship meaningful? Is this bad habit that you've got meaningful? And it might be that when you do that, you have to cut out everything. Everything is meaningless as it says in Ecclesiastics. (laughs) Everything is meaningless. But when you take away all the meaningless, and you leave space for fertile soil, and something can start to grow, that's when things become meaningful. 
that's when you can start to have something fresh, something new. And it takes time for things to flower. Blossoming is rare. It takes time. It's a process. So, these are my words for today. I think I've said enough about lone wolf tactics and being alone. And when I talk to you, I'm really talking to me, Dosta. So, it's my personal life at the moment that I need to refocus on my lone wolf tactics. I need to reopen up my aloneness. And that's because of the lifestyle that's happening for me at the moment. It's the situation that I'm in at the moment. So I've also discovered communities. I've also discovered a a beautiful intimate partner. So these are all stories for another day. But the reason I'm talking now about lone wolf tactics is because I need to hear it for myself. This is something that I'm reminding myself of and something that's important to me. And so I hope you've enjoyed these words. And that's all I feel to say for now.